Welcome to the Play to the Whistle podcast, episode 71, um, approaching the century, century in and soon. Um, joined by the usual co-hosts, Kieran and Theo, how are you doing? Very good, man, what are you saying? Yeah, man, it's been a turbulent week, but yeah, we're here. <laughs> yeah. We're here, we're here. Um, yeah, bro, been turbulent. But um, yeah, obviously you start off with the uh, obviously the Man United Chelsea game, big game. Uh, the feel, the thoughts on the game. I was going to ask you, but no, <laughs> um, <laughs> no. My thoughts on the game. Obviously, before going into that game, I felt that we were obviously favourites to to beat United. Um, especially when you hear of the obviously Maguire being suspended and then um, Pogba being out. Greenwood, I think, has had kind of, I don't think it's COVID or certain, I think he was sort of coming back to sort of full fitness as well. So when you see those kind of players, um, I think I was talking about Fred and McTominay not actually starting as well before the game. So when you hear those kind of names not being mentioned, you kind of think, yeah, this is a game that we should be winning based off form as well. But um, in terms of the game itself, I thought we started really well. I thought we, we did what we needed to do. I thought we held a lot of the possession. I think for me, the only criticism of Chelsea, if I'm honest, was that we just didn't take our chances in the first half and we had plenty of them. But it's one of those things, if you don't take those chances, there's always a likelihood that the other team are going to get a goal. They're going to get that one chance and it could just be a silly mistake, which it was with Jorginho. Um, I think it was silly to leave Jorginho, the, the last player back when you've got um, Sancho and, and Rashford two nippy players fast players and he, it was just a lapse in concentration or whether it was just a, a normal mistake that can be made by any player by Jorginho but yeah it, and to be fair it wasn't just that though I think there was a lot there was just obviously other things um, in, in terms of a bit of um, Mendy's distribution I thought was a bit iffy um, I think Fred had an opportunity at one point as well to, to make it yeah he should have scored that but in terms of Chelsea, I, I can't complain. I thought Chalabar was brilliant again. I thought going forward, um, the way he drives with the ball, I thought Ruben Loftus-Cheek had a very good game. I was, I don't want to be critical of Ziyech because I think he's, I think he's coming into a bit of form now. But I thought there's a couple of chances where he could have maybe either took the chance on a bit better. I think he skied one of them slightly over. Um, but I, all in all, I can't, I can't complain. Like I, I'm, I'm gutted obviously because it's, it's two points dropped. And in those kind of games, especially when Liverpool and Man City both win as well, you, you want three points, but it's one of those. I, the only other, other player that I've got a shout out for Chelsea for me personally is, is um, Rudiger. Again, solid performance. Thiago Silva as well. Um, obviously rattling the crossbar. But yeah, United, for me personally, United came for the point, if I'm honest. I'll, I'll be real. I thought they came for a point. They defended. They wanted one point and go home. With the, with the point and they got that so they, they were lucky obviously with the goal um, like I said before I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't have left Jorginho as last man but that's just one of those things but you got to take it on the chin and move on big big game against Watford coming up now so just what it is but what, what was your thoughts Jesse? Um, no I thought they came for the win but I thought it was more strategic it felt more like a Jose Mourinho performance how he goes away to try and get a win. It's not going to be nice. Um, we was time-wasting straight from the first minute. It was delaying all of our throws, slowing everything down. Um, we was getting around the referee. 
We was like two banks of four, basically defensively facing the ball. weren't really trying to press. Everyone was tucking in, and it just felt like we was waiting for a mistake. It just felt like it felt like Jose was in charge, and um, it's pretty much the perfect game plan. Nearly achieved if it wasn't for obviously the penalty, and then even Fred had the chance at the end of the game to win it. So, from our point of view, I think yeah, Chelsea created chances. They I don't. I don't think there was a lot of clear cut. Really good right with the crossbar, but it was from outside the box. He went like, went well worked. And it's not like it was a well worked move. It ended up in the area, or we was under loads of pressure. There was crosses coming in, but I thought we we managed most of it well. And the penalty was a penalty, um, but nothing really Wambasaka could do there. They were talking on the commentary as if it was senseless, as if like he was brainless in what he did. He was just trying to clear the ball. Telga Silva was extremely experienced in what he'd done got his body in front of the ball made sure there was contact and went down it's a penalty you know so you can't really complain about that but yeah like we pounced on a few like we pounced a few times we didn't pre- we didn't press for the whole game they picked and choose the right times to do that and yeah we, we we had a chance at the end but Fred obviously made the wrong decision he had a, he was actually I have to be honest he was a, he was good today apart from that but yeah, I, I thought it was well executed and it nearly was the perfect bank job. But that's why I think you came for the point though, because I think in the way that you the way that you played the game, I think the only big chance that I think you remember having was the goal. I don't think you did anything apart from that goal, if I'm if I'm honest. I don't think there was any other real clear cut chances. I think you just sat back, waited for that moment. And unfortunately yeah. for us, the Jorginho mistake was the big one. And then I think obviously yeah. Mendy with, with Fred. But apart from those two moments, I don't think you didn't really give us anything really to, to have to deal with or panic really. I thought defensively... But I, but I think I, that's the same for you guys though. I don't think you had a lot of the ball, but did you, there was nothing clear cut. There no, was, there was nothing clear cut, but we definitely, we definitely brought the game to United a bit more. I thought we, we definitely gave United uh, a bit more to think about, especially defensively. Yeah, but it wasn't. I don't think it was nothing devastating or nothing like. Nothing like we was we was under siege, but it wasn't like. I, apart from the penalty, I didn't think he was going to score. That's the, that's yeah. The that's because we had Verno. Verno wasn't. No, I don't mean that in a bad. No, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's true. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean in terms of yeah. Verno isn't the sort of person that he needs ten chances to score one, and yeah, that's his, look, that's his I, problem. Yeah, I don't think he, he couldn't rob a bank if the safe was open, mm. and oh. that's that's what it looked like again today from him. Mm. But look, I think it's 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 a it's a good result for us, even though I think we should have we could have won. You and think you could have won that game? I disagree wholeheartedly. You think you could have won that game? We was winning the game, and I think. Had it not been for the penalty, I don't see you lot scoring. No, I can't. I can't agree with that. I'm sorry. Because, yeah, but this, but you could tell me which ones was clear cut. What chances were? Yeah, yeah. I there's can. a lot of. There's a. Tell me. Hudson Odoi, firstly, first half. Yeah, that's the that's the first minute. But what apart from that, tell me which ones? Yeah, Verna, Verna has a chance. Where he's um, I think the ball breaks to him. It's not a one on one, but he should be. That should be on target. Um, well, the edge Kaku, of the box one. The edge of the box one. There was another one, okay. uh, Rudiger. I think he has one later on. Like they, they, United was terrible. To, like they, they, they were okay. There was a load of mistakes. That goal was so fluky. It was like I was watching. You said Jose. I'm thinking Jose Allardyce because 
it was just it was defensively it was solid def but there was no you know yeah. sometimes it was pressing what, it was okay based on but what you've seen from united what was you expecting i'm no no i'm i'm just saying as a game yeah. to a game of football between two teams Man United were average. <laughs> they were all right. Yeah. And Chelsea should have won it, that game. And they, but they that's had why I said it was a perfect bank. But that's why I said it's a perfect bank job. Nearly, no, I think I just I think it was I think it was lucky personally. The goal the goal was lucky. I don't, I don't think if you were to leave the the three points, I would have been pissed off because you didn't But you think the way that they defended was lucky? Yeah. David De Gea even okay. said himself, what what is I can't remember the words he used, but he said he, he was fearful. For his goal, yeah, for but the he's, whole he's always he's always yeah, but, yeah, but that's facts. <laughs> mm, I have to agree, man. I have to agree with that. I yeah, think, I I think if you got the three points, yeah. I would have been pissed off because I don't think you should have walked away with three points after that. That shouldn't, shouldn't even have been a point. Like, I think I think it's different. I think when when we play, when we lost to City, City beat us two 0 but City had like like several chances clear cut on goal. It should have been six 0 This game today, there was chances, but it wasn't like they were outside the box. They were from the edge of the area. There were loads of half chances. There was nothing like... How many saves did De Gea make? Like, amazing saves. It was like quite box-standard saves. I think what that goes back to what Theo was saying. Yeah, that it's, it's the fact Chelsea, that Chelsea the missed their chances. Yeah, but yeah. there was chances. I don't think... I don't, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it was like a Watford, United-Watford before. I'm just saying that goal was extremely lucky that United score. I know Fred has the chance of it later on that if that falls to anyone with attacking ability other than Fred, maybe maybe that's a chance. But Chelsea had loads of... That could have easily been two or three nil. Like, I don't, I don't know about easily, but fair enough. I, I, well, yeah. I, I, I don't know what I'm just saying. Like Chelsea, they scored a pen. I know, it's, I know it's all relative to whatever happens in a game, but yeah, Hudson Odoi should score. Rudiger's hit the post. Uh, Werner should score. I think Lukaku's uh, just... just Sort of missed one with one of the crosses that's gone in. There, there, there were there were quite a few chances that Chelsea Chelsea could have at least had two in that game. Should have been three, really, for me. So I, I'm just saying, I I, I agree with the, it was a penalty. I I can see that there was a plan to frustrate Chelsea, and you do that. And the reason for that, Chelsea so, are the champions yeah. of Europe and the top of the prem. Yeah. So I understand the game plan, but United didn't play well. Chelsea just missed a lot of chances, and the, and the so, goal that United scored was was very fortunate. Okay. In my opinion. Fair enough. No, but if you understand the game plan, so didn't they ex- execute it then? Yeah, but I think you said they, that United deserved to get three points though. In no, I didn't say deserved. Like, I said they could have uh, won the game. They could have right, won, the, yeah. won the game. But it's yeah. still kind of saying that you should have got three points out of the game. No, I just said they could have won the game because they went ahead. And I know what you mean. It was only the penalty that they scored. It's not like Chelsea didn't score from open play. It was a set piece. Hmm. No, no, I get it. it's not. It's not like you know, I know. Like, remember there was the um years ago there was the United Arsenal game at Emirates where Arsenal had about a million chances, like million one on ones a day in in like the first half, and that that's a game. Exactly. So I, it was it wasn't that's like not that like today, but, was it? Exactly. Yeah, that's but what point. what I'm saying was there was still plenty of mistakes. Like there was a there was a plan, but there were a lot of mistakes made. But when Basaka linked it first thirty minutes, Lindelof got targeted so many times. I was thinking, are they running bants? Have they put someone to just press on Lindelof? He was dreadful. Do <laughs> you know yeah, what but, I mean? So, but he's been, what, but yeah, but that, that's what I mean, though. Like, I think that's why I think Carrick done a good job today because he he understands how shit we are. Let's be honest, yeah. So he set yeah, up the team yeah. to get a result and sneak a win, and I think he done that. So I don't see nothing from our point of view. Yeah, we're shit. Lindelof was poor. The same. There's a couple of mistakes yeah. but from 
compared to some of the other games, the Watford ones, the City, Liverpool games, it's a lot better than those. I don't think Oli would lose that game, though, to be fair, either. He yeah, hasn't, he would have he, lost. He, never, he, he wouldn't he have picked that team. He, but he, he hasn't lost against Chelsea anyway, I don't think. Yeah, but he would have picked that team. Well, what I'm saying, well, I think what I'm saying is it's not, I'm not, I'm not criticising, um, like, Carrick's pick or whatever. I think Chelsea could have done better. I think, you know, the team that they picked out was more than capable. There's a couple of injuries that, that they're dealing with. But yeah, that, that could have, for me on another day, that could have easy been 2 or 3 no. I think it's just missed chances. But that's, I think it's a bit similar to the Burnley game though. Like, I think it's a it's a pattern though. It's becoming... Yeah, pretty more, much, yeah. I don't know if you agree for you, but I feel like it's still that last season where you're creating loads of chances just like last season, but it's nothing like that clear-cut. And when they are clear-cut, they're not being put away. I, don't look, I know Lukaku's just come back from injury. I think it's different this season though, because I think... Sorry to cut you, but I, I think... We're scoring goals from all different parts of the, 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 the pitch. It's not just, we're not relying on just a, a Lukaku or a Werner. Like, Reese James is yes. the top four again. So he's, he's, he's telling you that, like, we're getting goals from Same other areas season. of the pitch. So, yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean. So it's not like we're just relying on, like, last season we didn't have Lukaku. So we were we were relying on Mason Mount, Jorginho, um, other players in the team to get the goals. And I think this is this is the same season. As well, and um, to be fair, Lukaku needed that rest. He, he's he's been playing football back to back to back to back for how many months now? He needed that rest anyway. Um, so yeah, I think that doesn't worry me. The fact that obviously we're not scoring goals from like the, the attacking positions in in the game, but yeah, I just think if we we had, I mean, when Mason Mount comes on, Pulisic comes on. To me, it's a totally different game. I think United were very good come out the second half, maybe the first 15 minutes. I'll give United that because I think you played really well then. I don't know what was said at half time, but something obviously worked for a bit. Yeah. But even after that, then I still thought we should have been, you know, we should be scoring some of these chances. We should be making this game a bit more for us. And we, we just didn't do that. We just didn't do it. And like I said, when Mesa Mark comes on, um, Pulisic comes on, for me personally, it changed the game for Chelsea as well. I'm not saying that we should have gone on to win or nothing like that, but it definitely just gave us, well, gave United something else to think about, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I was worried when Mason Mount came on, definitely. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Obviously, I've, I've we've played everyone at the top and they've, we've been battered by Chelsea, no, not Chelsea, we've been battered by Liverpool and City. And I don't know, I just watched it. That, <laughs> Watford. <laughs> But I watched that game and just, well, I, I, I don't know, I thought it, it just felt a bit like, I, I just felt we weren't going to lose just like once, once the game like was in play. There was a lot of the ball, Reese James had a lot, there was a lot of play wide areas, but nothing penetrative and nothing really, like Ruben off the sheet done well and so did Jorginho, but even sometimes the ball was moving a bit slow, they, were, they weren't progressing it quick enough, they weren't like... But you know, if everyone's know, sitting behind, just, the, if everyone's sitting behind the ball, then you have to build that play up a bit more slower than than. Yeah, as but see, but we done that to City and City tore us apart. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. Look, I just looked mm. at that game today and felt yeah, it's a bit not toothless, but I, it was I a bit know, blunt up front. Yeah, not just up front, but I just the whole. I just I weren't worried. I didn't think they were going to lose. No, no. You wasn't worried before the game. No, no, no. I was worried before the game. Once I saw oh, the, the starting yeah, lineup, and then what during the game, I didn't think we were going to lose that. That's, that's, okay. that's fair. 
and, and obviously they didn't. So, what's your, what? Let me. I just want to know because obviously I wasn't on last week's episode, but I want to know what your thoughts are. Obviously, Oli being sat. I know you might have talked about it already. Carrot coming in, new gaffer on the way. What's your um, thoughts? Have we spoke about that on here? I don't. I don't. No, I'm not uh, about Redneck coming we, we, in. No. Yeah, we didn't even. We didn't even really do it on the last episode. Too tough. Um, obviously you had to go. He should have went like from the Liverpool game. But um, I think the two games that Carrick has had, just he's done all right, man. Like I think he's done well. Obviously, you can see that the plan was obviously not really. Even in the Villarreal game, it was a bit similar to today. Didn't really press until you know the team passes over the halfway line. There was no trying. There's no attempt of a a full pre- a high press or any of that rubbish because these guys are not ready for that yet it won't coach you have to coach a press you can't just run around you look like headless chickens you know what I mean it's a plan there's a process to it and obviously Oli wasn't coaching that so they just went back to basics got everyone behind the ball picked and choose their moments and it was the same in the Villarreal game just picked them off at the right time scored the goals and then it was just like pretty much like today but I think he picked the right teams for both games as well. So he's done his thing. He's done all right in the two games he's had. You know? I don't think he should be there myself, but it's a story for another day. No, Scholes was talking about that um, during the Villarreal game, but it's one of them. He shouldn't, but then, you know, when you, if you're in his shoes, it's like, are you ever going to get an opportunity to, like, be the guy? Even if it's for two games, it's it's... It's bolstering, it's bolstering for your CV, isn't it? Like, even if it was just two games. So I can understand from Carrick's point of view why he's done it. But um, yeah, Randy coming in, I, 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 I was saying on, um, on another podcast, I, I think I don't mind the interim thing. I'd rather just get the, the manager now. I don't see the point of another interim. If, if they was in talks to get Poch, they could have got him. Like, if they really push for it. But that's United are always tentative when it comes to this stuff. They don't really actually go for the juggler when they want a manager. And that's why we ended up with Oli in the first place. But um, I would have just got Poch and just got it done. So, um, but look, Ranick's obviously experienced coach. He knows what he's doing. He's got a style of play. And I think, he, I think he's good for an interim. What's your thoughts, Kieran? You you agree in that? You think you think he's good to, for the interim? I I think um, football fans are too spoilt and need to relax and know where they are because he is a very good he's a very good coach. He knows the game very well. Um, this whole thing of you know he's not managed at a big club and this that and that other it's rubbish. It's, yeah, it's kind of, and and. With no disrespect, saying things like, oh, if there's a manager, you won't go out and get him. Really? Because I'm looking at the situation with United now and I'm thinking, uh, a lot of managers must be looking at, at that thinking, I don't I don't really want to touch that right now because it's a mess. The, the plan that they... The, that's the point Poch, I was making. Poch, yeah, yeah. He's no, no, no. Poch, begging Poch. for the job. Not just like, I'm not saying it about oh, any manager. That, we can only go by rumours that we hear, but we don't. No, he's been, if, if those rumours come out, it's coming from him. It's coming from his camp. I'm not talking about loads of other managers. I'm only talking about him. No, when no, I said what I said. Don't, don't Listen, the only person I know that truly wants that job is Steve Bruce because his agent came out and said it. Yeah? So, with, with the thing with Poch, 
yeah, he probably does want it, but it's like it's, it doesn't really work like that. Do you know what I mean? And I think with this plan they've got, if they follow it through, and I would say what they need to do is just just have him interim, and then I think he was going into this consultant role. Just stick with that plan. Don't change it up, because <laughs> if they change it up again, it tells me that they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I said that on another. Yeah, I said exactly that on another podcast. Like that, they need to actually just see it through now. Like if they've gone, they've gone with interim, and they want to get someone in the summer. They just need to do that and and build the squad around that plan and do that because it's him. He'll come in. He'll do. I, I mean, I have no idea how he'll do. To be honest, it'll be better than what we saw under Oli. But we're talking about implementing a completely different style of football. What is what is his style? What is his style? Get, He's the man that the Gegen press is his thing. Yeah. That's his style of play. Just the high higher press, was it higher turnovers, win the ball like high up the pitch. That's what with that United squad that that's there now. And 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 that's my point. But if you're gonna go down that route, then stick and 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 he's the he's the consultant that you stick with for the next three, four, five, six years, rather than you keep changing. Because that, that's the issue. It went from Van Gaal, the sort of slow, you know, uh, passing, passing, control the ball. Then to Jose, you know, wait for the opposition to make a stake. Then Oli, let's play with a smile on our face. It's 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 not going to work if you keep changing. So <laughs> I'm just but listen. It's a rumor, but I've heard things about <laughs> people going into the changing room face. after the game and seeing what's on the tactics boards and the four little messages about how to play the game, get your all and all of that. So, but that, anyway. I, we talk about it all the time, but that, that's that's the thing. I think if if that's the route they're gonna go down, it's not for me to say if it's the right one, but just make a plan and stick with it and get Woodward the hell out of that club because he's running that club into the ground. That's, that's one, the isn't big... he one of the reasons why he's coming? Uh, he he says that, and he's obviously got a uh, someone in the, in the media, isn't it, doing the release nice positive stories about pretend people trying to rob his house and all of that stuff so I, I don't believe a word of anything that comes out about him I think he just sticks to his name on stuff no honestly allegedly. yeah he, he, no, he's, he's a liar and he, he doesn't even he doesn't even like football I don't, yeah you can you can quote me for that as well but I think get him out of the club and just get someone else dealing with it I think the new guy um, Arnold has turned around his replacement and has said I don't know much about what's going on um get someone else in who's a specialist around that. I know you're kind of laughing, but it's just facts, isn't it? But I don't know much about this side of football, that side of football. So I'll manage this. I'm going to bring someone in who, who can do that job. And that's what it is. And we talked about this. That's just how any business works if you want to be successful. Bring in specialists that can do that job. So I think just stick with it. And if you want to go get Poch, whoever, then go get them. Yeah, I think that's that's the, that's the main thing, though, is that they just need to stick to a plan, man. Like if if He's going to be interim and it's sort of summer and they've got a guy that they want. I don't know if it's Poch. I don't know what their thinking is, but whoever it is, just go and get him and stick to the plan, man, because every time like you don't stick to the plan, you're just wasting another year, another season goes down the drain. You fall further and further behind. And they're just wasting time with this kind of, mm-hmm. with the manner that they've been acting in. And the other thing I'd say to add to what Kieran said is they just need to listen as well. That's the other thing that, Whatever do you think? That, do you think that's going to happen, though, in terms of the structure that's in place now, regardless of who is underneath that structure? Do you think yeah, but there's no. going to be any sort of 
No, because we've not we've not seen it. Who's they? Li- they've not listened to no manager, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, we. I, if I'm being honest, no. But then I'm ho- I'm hoping in it. I'm, I'm hoping, bro. Like, I've got my fingers crossed, like, because I'm tired. Like, I was tired now. Like, it's been like, what? When did Van Gaal came in 2014? Like, it's seven years of rubbish, basically. This is what this feels like to me, though. This feels like the whole Van Gaal thing again. Not everyone, but a lot of the majority. Because don't forget, a lot of the fans last week were talking about Poch. They were talking about Rog. Half of them don't even know about this guy. They don't. No, it's only, I think, it's, only, I think, it's, only, it's only a couple of people like the like yourself and Kieran and people who actually follow football properly. But a lot of them were talking yeah. about Poch and Rogers, and that's the only two names that were mentioned. Now everyone's like, oh, he's done this for Klopp too. Cool. People don't know about him that much. Yeah. So yeah. I agree with you. I 100% I agree with you. I think he's definitely someone that will come in and prove United. 100% because when you look at what's there now, anything is better than what's already in place, if yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. I think he'll but do think well. So. He's just got to be listened yeah. to. He's got to be given the right that's the tools key. to do the job. That's it. That's the key, that's the key man. They have to listen to him, especially mm. if he's actually going to be there till the end of the season, then go upstairs. So mm. whatever he says about the squad... They actually have to, like, look, Jose wanted to get rid of Pogba, yeah? And he wanted to get rid of Martial, and he wanted Perisic, and he wanted, um, it was just, he wanted, I can't remember the centre mid that he wanted. But they've got to do these, they've got to listen to this guy now. So there's no point bringing him in, especially to be interim, then consultancy, and then not listen to what he's saying. So if he says, I don't want to name a, a specific player, but if he says, yeah, they're not good enough, they need to be moved on, and the club disagrees. They just need to move the one if they want to actually progress and move forward. But for me, that goes back to the structure, though, because you think about who's. When I talk about the structure, I'm talking about even like what's in, um, Alex Ferguson. He still gets involved in certain things. He's got. Yeah, he's got. Away. He's got to move away no, from he's the got, club now. He's got, he's got, he's got to go. Hundred percent. He's got yeah. to go because people go. like him are the reason why there's so many things going on. Not just him. And I'm not just singling him out, but there's yeah, they're the reasons. Do you know what I mean? I, I think personally, he was part of the reason why Oli's lasted as long as he has. That's just my opinion. I think 100%. other United other United fans might be might not agree with that, but I think he's too close to the club. And if he was just on the board as a like you know, you got every club has board members that are not involved. Yeah, mm. they're just on the board. Maybe when it comes to a different decision regarding the club or the stadium or something about the you and you know there's a vote and things like that that's fair enough but he's actually like around the table like he's, he- he's heavily involved in stuff still mm-hmm. and that doesn't really sit well with me like that that story that came out a few weeks ago after the Liverpool game where he went to the he went Carrington why are you, why are you going Carrington big man what, what are you going there for <laughs> you're not manager you don't need to be there mm-hmm. and things like that you're just undermining the manager that's in charge now and it's like it's like when a man, it's like a family business and a dad hands it over to the son. Son's messing up a bit. So a man ain't listening to the son at work. So dad comes back and he's talking to the workers that he hired. You can't do that. It's not going to work. So I, I think he does need to take a step back from the club as well. Mm, it's true, man. But, um, but to answer your original question, none of us knows if this is going to actually change or if, if Woodward's ego is going to actually let let him move aside and let football people make footballing decisions so fingers crossed I'm, I'm just saying I'm ho- I'm hoping in it fingers crossed that they actually listen to this guy 
And then the next manager that comes in after, there's actually... Because that's the only way we're going to move forward. Mm. It's true, man. You need that's why I was saying about the whole structure. I think once that starts being changed and, and <clears throat> restructured, I think only then will you see the club move forward. I can't see it myself yeah. until then, but I might be wrong. I might be wrong completely, but we'll have to yeah. see, man. I'll, I'll, I'm, I, I want to be wrong because I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with you, but I just want to, I just want change now, man. Like, I think yeah. all United fans just want. This kind of rubbish should be over now, and that's what Kieran said is the truth. It's like we've changed from so many different managers, personalities, and styles of play. They've all brought their own players in, so the squad is a mismatch of players. Anyway, that's another issue. But mm. yeah, look, hopefully they listen to him, and there's there's some sort of change, man. I'd have to agree, but man. He, but he's but he's a very very good coach, so. He should be able to implement his style of play. It's not going to... Some weeks, yeah, I think it's going to be a car crash, but I definitely think he can implement his style of play. To move on to another manager. <laughs> yeah. He, he was perplexed at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, he's got... Very good. He's got Very all right good style of play. It's all right. It's all right. But um, <laughs> what was your thoughts, Kieran, on, on the game? Yeah, I'm talking about Brighton. Brighton leads, by the way, for anyone's yeah. not watching. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna um try and run with it, but if my internet drops, take over from me. But um listen, I've told you, I told you man about Brighton. I think where they are, I think where are they eighth. I need to double check, but I think they're sort of eighth. Um <laughs> I told you man about Brighton. <laughs> but I talk I talk about them. I talk about every every week. They're doing well. Not that you, you man didn't know, but I told you that they're a good team. I think um I know a few people um that following the game was saying about their lack of a finisher will come to hurt them. And I think I think that's where they're going to get themselves in trouble when that came up in the game yesterday. They had a low chances. I know Leeds got back in the game. They're the ninth, actually. Same one points with uh, United. So, you know. Um, but they, they they did well. They had, a, they had a lot of chances. Leeds, Leeds ain't a shit team either. I know they're not in the best of form at the moment. And, um, you know, they're missing a few players. But it's, it's Brian. Like, they're not. You know, like they're not even on the same stature as like Spurs or Arsenal. Like they're, they're doing well, so I agree with what he said with the fans. Like I just again, I just think some fans are spoiled. They're getting good football. He's bought some good players. He, you know, he's had to prove himself because a lot of people, including you know most of us on, um, you know, on this episode, were quite pissed that Chris Hutton got booted out after keeping him up. But he's done well. You know, he's he's proved everyone wrong. So. To, to be turned around and booed at home, <laughs> what, I mean, what would you what do you want? You know, and it wasn't even a bad performance. It wasn't like a, you know, where we're seeing certain teams get you know slapped up and lo- lots of teams. It's not wasn't a nine, you know, wasn't anything like that. So I'm perplexed by by why they were why they were booed. But, but I don't know. That's that's just my opinion. What about what about you, Jesse? Do you, do you think? Fans are right to voice their opinions. Do you think Potter's right to criticise them back or make the comments that he's made? Um, I'm perplexed as well. I'll be honest. Look, I had them going down in it, as I said on the last episode. Yeah, and he's playing very good football, like he he was last season with them. And I I did say, yeah, that they they're the ones that are lacking a finisher, and yeah, we're seeing that. We're still seeing that now, but. If you, I don't know if what these fans are like. They're actually in the stadium as well. That's the worst thing. So you're you're seeing the ball that they're playing. Yeah, they're playing very good football. 
for what they've got here and for where they are coming from. And in a short space of time as well. I, I don't know what, what, what they want, really. Leeds ain't a bad team. I know they're in a bad bit of form, but they're not playing like Aldershot. They're not playing Accrington. Like, it's not, it's not a League Cup game or like it's a Premier League game against another Premier League side. That like, they drew 0-0, by the way. They didn't lose 5-0. What what I don't what 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 is there to do? They can, I think they what had twenty chances in the game. What what are you doing? That's, you just didn't put the ball in the net, but you they played well. So I, I personally I don't really get it, and I think he's fair. I think he's fair to defend himself. He's probably thinking in his head, "You're lucky I'm here." By the way, look, you know, but yeah, that's just that's just my thoughts on it. Finn. I think you should be careful. They're booing him. They should be careful what they're what they're wishing for. I I got a different sort of take on it. I, I personally don't think they were booing him as such. I don't think they were booing the manager at all. I don't think. I think he was writing what he said because he's talking from a club. So he's representing the club, so I get why he's saying what he's saying. But I don't think they were necessarily booing Graham Potter. I think what they were pissed off about. And I would be if I travelled to the game, saw my team get twenty shots. And they didn't take one of those and put them in the back of the net. I'd be, I'd be booing as well. And it was freezing yesterday as well. So I'll be booing for that reason as well. Because they know they've got a good manager. They're not stupid Brighton fans. Like they know they're punching above their weight. They know that they're ninth. They should be potentially, they haven't won a game, I think, since September. So yeah. they, sh- you know, they should be a lot lower down the table, in my opinion. But I don't think they were booing him. And I think, obviously, he was probably more frustrated that he's had to sit there, watch his team, I think you said 20 chances, uh, 20 shots. I think six, I think was on target. I can't remember. Not one of them. I mean, Mope yesterday, they may as well have not played with him. They may as well just played 10 men and left him on the bench because he was, I don't know what he needed to score. Him and Abamyang this weekend. I we're not talking about Arsenal this weekend, but boy, those are the kind of people that should be scoring goals for me. And it's kind of, those kind of things that makes me wonder, are they going to be okay this season still? Mm, because I've said it, I, I've said it before. I said it before. I think it was I on said here. It too. I said it on here, and I remember being on the episode, and people said, "No, they'll be all right. They're fifth or fourth. They're flying, but they haven't won since September. They're, they're obviously still in due, trouble. They're still in a lot of trouble. They've got some big games. I think they've got Tottenham, Wolves. Um, I think we've got to play them, Chelsea. They've got some big games coming up over Christmas. I think their next relatively easy game is Everton. I think in January." 20th or 22nd of January or something like that. That's a that's a long game, time to go without a win. So I don't think they were booing him. I think they were booing the performances that they've probably come to see. A lot of draws, a lot of losses where they could have potentially won. Leeds are, at, you know, Leeds are what, 17th, 16th or something like that. So that's a team that they potentially probably came to the game and thought, we should be beating Leeds based off current form. And they didn't do that. So for me... Yeah. I look at it from that perspective. Obviously, they know they know how well Graham Potter's doing. They don't need to be told that twice to Brighton fans, but I think they were annoyed at the, the actual result. Travelling to the game, seeing all them chances created or those shots that were not on target or on target and not converted into a goal. And then to walk away with a draw against Leeds who are really out of form. Rafinha's coming back. Bamford was coming back. Bamford's out. So I kind of see their point. I see why I would boo as well. I would boo. If I was a Brighton fan, obviously, I'd be... I don't know, man. But... I, I, no, I, I, no, I hear what you're saying. And maybe they wasn't directly booing the manager, but I, I don't know. You know what? I've never I've never been in a stadium actually booing it. So I, I, I don't know. But 
think keyword was if I was a Brighton fan because I've never been. No, no, I know, no, no, I I know. I just, I just thinking like, I, I agree with what you're saying. I still think they're going to be in trouble at some point this season. But I just look at it and think like, bro, like, (laughs) it's a bit mad. And if they were playing Norwich, I could understand it a bit more. But Leeds are still a good team. I know they're in a bad, you know, bad form at the moment, but you know. It wasn't a shit team that they were playing. That's the point I'm trying to make. If it was, if this was a cup game and they lost to Crawley Town, or like, no disrespect to Crawley, like, Crawley Town, yeah, but if they lost to a team at that standard, then I could understand it. But just a, it's just a, a nil-nil draw. They didn't even get smashed or anything. But it's another nil-nil. Not, not another nil-nil, but it's another draw. Another draw. And I think it's another draw. Like I said, they haven't won since the back end of September. We're in December. So when you start the season so high, I'm not saying that they should be there. I'm not saying that they should be competing for Europa or nothing like that. But when you start the season that high, you kind of expect to see, you see a Leeds team that's a bit weaker than usual. You expect to see a bit more from Brighton and they did do well. They've done very well. They've done, they created, they've done everything right, but just didn't score a goal. And I think when you're sat in the cold, freezing, 90 minutes plus, you're at the stadium you're seeing all these chances created or you're seeing Mope sky it into the Rose Z. It would piss me off a little bit, if yeah. I'm honest. And you do probably, if you're, if you're watching that week in, week out, every week you're going to, to Brighton Stadium at Amex, whatever it's called, and you're seeing that, it would, it would probably piss me off a little bit after two months of it. So I get the booing. I just don't think it was, personally, I don't think it was directed to Potter. I think it was more yeah. the players and the, the football that the players were playing rather than Potter itself. But I might be wrong. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But I think I think it's still going to come back to haunt them, though, in terms of what you just said about Morpé. I still think they're lacking a centre... Not a centre-forward, but they're lacking someone that's going to score goals for them. Mm. And I think I still think that's going to be the problem because they, they had a good start to the season. Um, unexpected, I'm going to say. Mm. Um, 100%. But they, they, it's going to catch up with you now. And... I think it is starting to catch up with them. And I think they need to, they, they're going to have to address that in January. Because look, they're ninth now, but ninth can turn into 18th real quick. Listen, anywhere from, teams, anywhere from mid-table downwards, you can go down. You got Leicester. Leicester's on the same points. Crystal Palace on 16 points. Brentford 16. Villa 16. I'll leave out Everton because we're going to talk about them in a minute, but they're on 15 points. Southampton on 14 points, Watford on 13 points. So that's not, there's not like a massive gap between all of them teams and them teams will pick up points over the next four, five, six games over that Christmas period. Leicester and and the likes of um, Palace, Brentford potentially, maybe even Villa now that Gerrard's there, they're going to pick up points. And like you just said, the moment they start doing that and they start creeping into that sort of hovering above the relegation zone, that's it then. That's it. You get you get drawn into it. So yeah, you do. It's gonna be it's gonna be tricky, man. I agree with you. I think they need they need someone who can score. Not I'm not saying they need like a prolific goal scorer that's gonna bag twenty or something. They just need someone. I always said someone like Olivier Giroud, or someone like that who yeah, kind of and whether he fits that system, I don't know. But in terms of he scores goals when he needs to score goals, he's in the right positions. He knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. Like he scores from all different types of goals as well. Headers, you know what I mean? Left foot, right foot, tucks in, comes in outside the box. He does it all. Especially, and he and Giroud suits the way they play. Mm. But um, 
And then, yeah, it's like Newcastle have got Callum Wilson, like what um, Villa have got Watkins and, and Danny Ings. Like all the teams kind of down there have got guys that will score goals that matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's still where they're going to come into problems eventually. But um, yeah, they're, they're fans. Whether if they were doing what you said, fair enough. But like they, it's what Kieran said. I think, man, like some fans are spoiled. And mm-hmm. yeah, you can show your frustration, you know, but. Be careful. That's all I say. Be careful what you wish for 100% because you might find yourself in League One in a couple of years if you ain't careful. Yeah, but they've been yeah, there, man. <laughs> They're used to it. Didn't they go down to But that's, that's what I mean. Like, why... Obviously, I've, I've uh, internet issues, so I've missed a uh, big chunk of what you're talking about, but I don't understand why you'd pay money to go and boo your team. I don't... Like, especially if they're, if they're getting hammered 5-0 every week and there's issues with the owners and all that stuff, then yeah, that's... <laughs> try, going to, try going to Brighton every week. You haven't seen your team win a game since September. It's freezing cold. You've come out your house freezing cold to watch something that you just probably thought, why have I bothered to come out? Then don't go, do you know, like, just Do you know what I do, though? I, I think Kieran's done, or Kieran's just been there. Like, when United have played shit, I've just left. <laughs> I've just left because... I don't want... I'm so angry, I can't stay there, innit? But I'm not going to boo. I just can't... I just don't, I don't just know. Someone, I think it's just a preference, and Some people don't, some yeah. people do. Maybe, yeah, people, people might, like, criticise me for leaving, but... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just what you feel yeah. to do. Some people want to boo. Yeah, some people want to leave the ground. It's not It's not a right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, if they want to boo, let them boo. That might help the players next week. I don't know. But in terms of what a lot of the sort of aftermath of it was around Graham Potter... I personally don't think it was around. It was to him. I think it was to the mm-hmm. to the performance of the players rather than to the manager because the manager's done all right with them, to be fair. But like I keep saying, they haven't won since September. We're now in December. They're going to get drawn into that relegation zone. A couple of men laughed at me on this podcast a few months ago when I said that. But One man, one man. <laughs> no, no, no. But the, the, thing, the thing is, because I, I know I missed it, and just uh, my final thoughts on it, I, I agree, like, anyone can get sucked down. I, I think that they would um, they would, they would, would do all right, um, personally. But you go on a run of defeats, anything can happen. Um, so I, I don't, I'm not saying that they're, they're untouchable or whatever, but I, I still think they're, they're doing okay. And if you're a supporter of your club, you're supposed to support the club, no? <laughs> that's, that's, that's my only point, like, I, I don't know many other sports where your team loses and and you, and you boo the team off like you, you just you cheer them off you try and support them you you're there your job is there to, to create an a, an advantage and to try and make sure that you know things things go okay we've got younger younger T dot um to to give his thoughts but yeah you just you're you're there to try and give them that extra energy boost to rally to rile them up rally them up and then they come and play for you the following week you know what I mean so I. I, I don't I don't get all that booing and I would never I would never boo a team that I support personally. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't um I wouldn't do that either. And I, for me I, I just don't think it's I, it's not my thing in it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I don't think it's acceptable. But um yeah. I hear that. But um no, I do think um I like the left back. That's the other thing I was going to say away from like talking about that um, subject, I can't say Cuc- Cuc- Cucciarello. I don't know if that's how you pronounce mm. it, but again, he reminds me of a Lamptey kind of situation where I don't see them keeping him for that long. Yeah, 
looks very good, very comfortable on the ball, very good going forward. Um, yeah, because he will, he will end up in the top six or back at one of the big clubs in Spain. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think I think that's fair, and I think that's cr- credit to the um the, the scouting team at um at, at, at Brighton as well. I I hope that they they stay up for a bit, but I, I agree with you, man, in that, and I'm I'm not. I'm not Mufay's biggest fan, but he still gets numbers every season and he can't be shit to do. I think the last two, I think you said this before, the last couple of seasons he scored double figures. You, you, can't, you can't be a shit player and do that. And I think similar to Bamford, he just brings different stuff to the table. Do you know what I mean? Like he yeah. just, he just he and, needs, and yeah, you, you need to I score. I think he but. needs, no, he, he, he does get double figures. It's good, but I feel like they usually play 4-4-2 most of the time, don't they? Not all the time, but they do sometimes. And, I think mm. they just need someone supplementing them goals or someone that's yeah. going to bring in. So if he's getting 10 11, they need someone else to get 10 or 11. Yeah. Not yeah. not even, like, as me and Theo just said, not necessarily another striker. Yeah. Maybe a, another winger, goals from midfield, but they, they, they need more goals. Oh, yeah, with, without, without doubt. Um, with, without doubt. But we'll come back to them anyway. I think defensively they're quite good, but I think I think probably we should dedicate some time to um to Everton because this is another situation that I I don't understand. See, I feel like as soon as a team goes out of form, it's trendy to say, oh, the manager's under threat and they're second. Like you can't have a bad patch of form anymore. Not not a not a like a soul sharp bad patch of form. Because <laughs> that was or you know, like where you're like you know, like Sheffield United last season when when you ain't won, you know, before Christmas. Like, yeah, okay, that's a bit different. But I feel like you just can't you can't come into a new job and just have a bad run at this time when a lot of teams have a bad run and then just be given the benefit of the doubt to say, okay, let's see what happens. But what's what's your thoughts on the situation at Everton? So I don't know if we'll agree or disagree on this one. But what's what's your thoughts on? So obviously they lost um, to Brentford this weekend. Yeah, they've lost quite a few games now. Um, but no, I, I okay, don't look good. That's just that's the truth. They're on fifteen points and they're they're deep down the table at the moment. But it's one it's one of them. Uh, you have to you kind of got to give benefit of the doubt sometimes, and. I think with their transfer window, like they didn't write the season off, but they didn't really they give didn't the help gaffer, them, did they? Yeah. They didn't give the gaffer the best opportunity to get this team into Europe, for example, which is kind of if you're Everton, that's the that's your aim, really. Like your aim isn't a top half finish. They do that every season anyway. Your mm. aim at Everton is to get into Europe or try to get into Europe. And I don't think they gave him that. The, the best platform to do that. Obviously, I Definitely. think with the, with the players that he signed, you know, Townsend started well, Damari Grace started well, um, Decor, um obviously didn't, he didn't sign Decor, but Decor started season well as well. Mm. But then he got injured and then coincided with a little dip in form and Calvert-Lewin's obviously out as well. But, you know, Damari Gray, Townsend is your only signings. You, you it's not, it's not <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna and, break into the top six or top four, are you? With that, no, with those teams. and no, and it was always gonna catch up with them, especially if he got injured and Rondon. Mm. But again, another signing that's not really gonna that shows ambition for the club, and they've just got to be patient now. I think yes, it's definitely a bad run of form, and they don't want to be where they are on the table, 
but they might they might have to dip in the pocket and spend in January as well. Bring some some new blood in. But don't 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 you think? Can I can I ask? Right? Is it not okay if you're bringing in? And maybe because Rafa's not a <clears throat> he's not a long term solution. But can you not just give him a season to implement his structure, his tactics, his way of playing? Like you said, you ain't giving him the. The, the best place to do so so can't can't man just have they're not going to get relegated so you can't just have like you know a season build it just see what it looks like and then give him players and then judge him from his second season I don't I don't understand I don't I can't understand the disgruntlement yeah I, I would um, give him the, the rest of the season to be honest with you because I, I feel like they had one of their windows where you've written a season off and yeah if you have a window like that and it doesn't really go to look, if it becomes a disaster and they end up in the bottom three and there's not a lot of games left and there's not a lot of time to turn around, then questions will be asked. But yeah. I feel I feel as though they're not at sea yet. It's still time. But it's some questionable performances. And I feel like without Calvert Lewin, yeah. Stuck. The, the goals have the goals have kind of dried up. And it's not even just the goals, because he's a he's a focal point that gets them up the pitch as well. Like yeah. you could you you play into him or you could play into him and lot. he and he offers a lot and he you can play in spaces and he's someone that chases everything. So if you play it in the channels, for example, he'll make channel runs. If he's making channel runs, it's getting you higher up the pitch so the team can play them. And so without him, that's not happening as much. So they're having to defend more now. They're conceding more chances because of it. Mm. Like they're having to do more work because they don't have the outlet anymore. And I think that's what I mean. They might have to dip in the market if, and try and get someone in that's going to do that. Because I know he lacks Rondon. He, he had him at Newcastle, took him China. But I don't, he don't look like he's doing the same type of job for me. And then yeah. I, think, I think the other thing, I think the other thing quickly before um, you can continue, I think the wingers are just kind of gone out of form now as well. And... That's that's obviously coincided with the injury, and it's not helped them either. Mm. I, I I don't know what you think, but he's played Townsend in the ten sometimes, and I think he likes to play with a number ten, doesn't he? He's done that everywhere. Mm, he's mm, played pretty mm. much, and I don't know if they need to go and dip in the market and get one of those now as well. Because if they obviously they don't have Rodriguez anymore, obviously he threw his toys out of prime and went. Did he go Saudi Arabia or did yeah, he go he's, Qatar? He's, uh, he's just pissed off wherever he's gone. But yeah, yeah he's I gone. Think, yeah, yeah. But they need to. They need that as well. I, I I fully agree with what you're saying, and I think I think what you're pointing to is they lack squad depth. That's and I think I think um, T dot obviously touched on that, but yeah, that's it. They they lack um, squad depth. They've had a couple of injuries, and it's turned. But I think also as well, like you said, if 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 you're not going to give man the players to to do that, then would you expect? Um, I, I can see why he plays Townsend in that in that ten. But you know how I feel about playing too many players out of position for too long. Like it, you get caught out eventually. And I feel like, like you said, it's it's it's, un, it's upset the side. There's a, there's some defenders that are out of form as well, which doesn't help. You know, I haven't really ever been a fan of Pickford. So th- there's lots of issues around that. But again, the reason why they're, I think they're 14th now. Um, the reason why they're there is they're not the 14th best team. It's just, it's a tight league. 
Like it's like if they would, if for example, if they would have won today, I'm just looking at how many points they got. They would have been again level of points with United and Brighton in joint eight. Still early days. Yeah, still so, early days. You know, yeah, I think when you once you get through like December and you get to January, there's a lot of games in December, and I think we'll have a more clear idea of what the table will look like. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think defensively they could still do a bit of work. Um, I think actually. You said Pickford, though. I think Pickford's had a good season. I don't he's think he's not he's been really bad. Been... He's been better. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I give him that. And I, know, yeah. I think he's been linked with Spurs as well. So I don't know if he's even going to be on the move soon. But um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how many Spurs I, fans will be happy at that. But yeah. But I, I think um, I, I think he's. I don't rate Michael Keane, if I'm being honest with you. I don't rate their centre back options. I think they need that's they need centre backs as well as the other positions that I spoke about. I think that's pretty much. Like when you look at who they've got there, that's just my opinion. I, I think they could do better than what they've got. But um, he's, yeah, Rafa's a quality manager. He'll sort that out over time. But I know what we know what Rafa's like. Rafa, especially, he wouldn't have been happy with that transfer window. Um, mm. And you know, Rafa's Rafa's like a joke. Not he's like a Jose or a Conte. Like he's going to speak his mind. He's a yeah. confident person. <laughs> He's not. He's a, he's too a confident old for man. That shit now, man. Yeah, he's confident. He's <laughs> yeah. too experienced. He's not just going to sit there and just work with what he's got. He's going to say, "Look, I need whatever he thinks he needs." He's going to say it to the board. Yeah, and they probably had arguments already. They probably clashed already on loads of things. And I think that's you know, what the issue is. I think that's boards, why boards yeah. are businessmen, aren't they? Like they're businessmen. They don't want to spend money. They think this is good enough because this is where they finished last year. They they always thinking in the past. Mm. whereas managers are always thinking in the present and that's where there's always a breakdown like with Levy Levy and some of his managers and Woodward and at United that's where there's always a breakdown so again same as what I said about United if they listen to Rafa they'll be fine and you know you know what highlights that perfectly the situation at West Ham now because their board and their signings were a mess for years. And I, I don't know the setup that they've got because I haven't watched it too closely, but you can tell, and I know listening to you talk about them and Moyes in particular, I know this is a Moyes thing. They bring in players that he wants that fit a system and he, maybe they're not his number one targets, but they're people that he's identified that he can develop and build on. And if Everton can just, especially the board, just swallow their ego, because I know their owners just a bit. So if they can just get on with it and listen to Rafa and give him what he's after, and Rafa's not really like a, a Jose who wants to go out and sign like a 29-year-old Perisic and all these men that will be good for the, you know, good for the moment, but dead, you know, later. Like he, he will sign players that will be good for the future. If they do that, They'll be on par with your Leicesters, with your West Ham's, with your probably probably there with your Tottenham's as well. They've got the the, the history there. Um, you you have to throw Arsenal in there at the moment because of they've been very up and down the last like sort of decade. So if they do that, and that's why I say this dip in form, just see it for what it is. It's, it's a dip in form. Like every, everyone everyone has it. You know, Chelsea will go for it. Um, Liverpool. Uh, you know, at times have been a bit shaky at certain points of the season. Um, See, so yeah, I just think, I think, I think. I mean, we, we're talking about Brendan Rodgers. Um, obviously, the other day, Leicester have obviously held a few, you know, a few L's. But yeah, they're where are they now? They're tenth. And if they win their next game, they could go be up to sixth. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah. So. I, I just, I just, I, I agree, and I just feel like they need to trust him, and. It goes for a lot of clubs. 
especially if you, you hire someone like him, he's not he's not coming in mid-season as an interim just at the end of the season. You've got to take on what he wants and what he's trying to do because you've got to listen to him for the club to be successful. If he's going to be successful as a manager, you've got to listen to him and get the things he wants. And um, yeah, like West Ham's a good example of that. That, Moise, that West Ham team looks like his Everton team. You know, they've got they've got workman like players. They've got players that can play. They've got they've got players that can counter attack. They can hold the ball. They can mm-hmm. play in different. They're suited to playing different styles depending on who they're playing against. And look, we know Rafa Rafa likes to play direct, and he likes to attack quickly. Doesn't there's no build up. He wants to go back to front or into spaces. They got to get players mm-hmm. that do that. And if he, I don't know. I'm not going to name like you know. Someone of he might want to get rid of a Wobi or he might want to get rid of um some of the other players there. Yeah, there's a couple of men in there. Yeah. He's got to just listen to him and, and, and move them on and bring in what he wants because look, Rafa's Rafa's a serious guy, isn't it? He's a serious manager. You know, he's won he's won the trophies that they're the competitions that they're that trying to get into. Up. All of them. Yeah. He's <laughs> won the Europa League with two different clubs. He's won the Champions League. He's won trophies, so he's won a league. Yeah, he's, he's 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 won all. Just of them. listen to this guy. Yeah, listen to him, and then it'll be fun. I tell you what, yeah, for free, he wouldn't spend eighty million on Richarlison and Awobi. I tell you that that much. You give him eighty million, not not in a bad way. Uh, you know, <laughs> Richarlison's not a no, bad no, no. player, it's... but he's not a fifteen million pound player. And Awobi, no one. I don't. I don't think if you said to any team in the Prem, you could have Awobi forty for million. Now. Sorry, 40. was it 40? Was it 40? I think it was 40, yeah. Yeah. 37 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bank job. No, no, what? <laughs> no, I think he's 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 got he's got his his you know places that he's quite good and, and what have you. He's not a, he's not a bad player, but he's not I think when Awobi came through, what Saka is, people thought Awobi was. Do you know what I mean? He he was he was decent coming through and people mm. saw it. No, no, he, like when he broke. No, no, I agree. Yeah, he was really good, but yeah. So I think if you gave Rafa just even half of that money, he'd, he'd make miracles. He'd get, but I think this is, league. but this, but this is what happens though, doesn't it? Like it happens at a lot of clubs where one manager gets all the money, he gets the pot, yeah, ruins it. Not, not saying that Ancelotti yeah. ruined it or who, no. who, who was it before Ancelotti was it? Um, Kuman, I think. Kuman. No, Marco Silva. Marcus, Marcus Silva and Koeman yeah. ruined the pot, yeah? So they got the money. Actually, they got a little bit, yeah? And then they give Rafa nothing. And I think this happens a lot in football where the board just decides to stop spending because, they, they you know, their fingers got burnt a bit with a few signings. Yeah. Or I know, I know, I, I think, I remember, I can't remember if you were saying before that they was in some money, some money issues. They've got there. some, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, they just need to back him. And like I said, I think centre-back, they could do with... I don't rate Yerry Mino. I don't rate Michael Keane. Um, they could probably do with something there. Um, Coleman's coming towards the end. You know, they could they could do something there as well. And probably another 10, you know. Do you know what so, they need to do? They need to, they need to go up to um, Old Trafford and say, look, here's 30 mil. Just give us Maguire. We we know we know we know it was a mistake. It's okay, but we'll take him off your hands. Thirty mil. I might like to say, do you know what? Twenty five and Phil Jones. And, and... <laughs> I can't do it today. I can't do it today. Man. But uh, <laughs> I'll joke. I'll joke. No, no I, I know, you know what you mean. I know what you mean. They did. They, 
there's a lot of issues of quite a few different positions. They need to sort the spine out um, first with more centre-back wise. I mean, because they've got Allen, who's, who's really good. They've got DeCorey, who can play the 10, and they've got Calvert-Lewin. They need a backup them, obviously, or another player to push them. But they need they need a solid centre-back pairing. And then they can start to and build I, around that. And I think they're a club, a bit like what I said about United, where we just listed off Koeman, Marco Silva, Ancelotti, and now Rafa. Complete different styles of play. They've yeah. all bought players... And they've they've all that they've also got a mismatch of players too. It's fragmented, yeah. yeah. It's fragmented everywhere, and they need to stick with one manager for a bit so he can sort out a squad. Yeah, that's it. That he wants and um, trust him, you know, because look, all managers make mistakes on signing sometimes, and I know Raf has done that too. You know, foreign in at Liverpool. Um, <laughs> Some some of the other guys that are signed. That is a bad one to remember. Because <laughs> it was so bad, it's easy to remember. It's so easy to remember. But um, yeah. no, I, you know they all do it. And but at the same time, if you've hired this guy, you've got to actually give him something to work with, man. It's true. Listen, everyone's got their clevisons and their belly ons. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, jamba jumbo. Get me so. Yeah. Well, no, it'd be, it'd be good, it'd be good to see how top. that unfolds. Yeah, yeah he's a top guy. Yeah. And, and look, and that's the other thing you've got to look at with the Prem, man. There's so many top managers now. I mean, that, and if you really look at it, Ranieri's won the league and he's he's at Watford now. And you've got like Bielsa's at Leeds and, you know, Raf's at Everton. Conte's at Spurs. Antonio Conte. Yeah. You know, so like, the, and these are mid-table clubs. You know, like mid that's what I mean. to uh, you know upper. But David yeah. Moyes, like this, it's littered with very good managers. So it's not it's not even an easy league to manipulate. So yeah. if you're not going to back your manager in a league like this, then it's just a recipe you're in the wrong you're in the wrong spot. Yeah. Well, we will probably leave it there, but um, yeah, obviously for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in today. Can catch us on the usual um, handles so Twitter and Instagram at the PTTW podcast. Come subscribe on YouTube, watch the videos, um, let us know your thoughts and your views. Come and join us. But again, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace out.